I'm Krista Duncan, founder of Women in Payments, a global network that connects, inspires, and champions women across the global payments industry. Welcome to our Pause for Payments podcast. Every week, we sit down with an inspiring woman leading the way in the field. We'll discuss industry and career-related topics and share personal success stories to inspire and empower the next generation of women leaders. Before we begin, I'd like to thank our sponsors for their continued support. With your help, we can go further, faster. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pause for Payments. I'm Chrissy Duncan. I'm delighted to be chatting today with two amazing women from Worldline. Eglantine Delmas, CRO, Head of Risk Management, Security, and Quality at Worldline. And Anne-Catherine Unger, Head of HR Global Business Line Merchant Services at Worldline. Both Eglantine and Anne-Catherine are based in Paris. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. We are very pleased to be with you uh, today as well. Today, we are going to explore the topic of shaping the future of work in the payments industry. And a lot of people are wondering what the heck our work lives are going to look like going forward. Life as we know it has changed dramatically because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And with it, the workforce has been coping to adapt to many, many changes. We all know this. We're living it still in our day-to-day lives. Lockdowns have certainly given us new perspectives on work, on family, on digitization, on innovation, a whole bunch of things. It seems our whole lives have been turned upside down. But now we've got an opportunity to reshape the future going forward. Eglantine, can we start the discussion by talking a little bit about Worldline and your role there? Yes, so um, Worldline is a a global payment company, so number one in Europe and now uh, counting more than 20,000 people following the integration of Ingenico. So it's quite a big actor in payments, uh, a tech leader and a payment uh, leader as well, obviously in this new digital world. So we are uh, in a very consolidating market with an important uh, integration path because we have been acquiring a lot of companies in the last five years and growing a lot as uh, other actors in the payment industry. So, uh, and in this organization, I'm in charge instead of risk management, uh, security and uh, quality uh, with a team uh, that is uh, for the entire organization, making sure that we reassure our customers, our stakeholders, our internal uh, stakeholders as well on our capacity uh, to, uh, to ensure trust and to secure the business overall. Yes, because without trust, we have nothing. Exactly. <laughs> it's a big job. And Anne-Catherine, can you tell us about your role at Worldline? With pleasure, Kirsty. So I am the HR director of a global business line named Merchant Services. And uh, so it's, uh, I would say, the biggest GBL of Worldline at the moment because it's a result of the consolidation of many people coming from Ingenico. Half of it, in, in fact, comes from Ingenico, so more than 3,000 people. And uh, 3,000 people plus are coming from uh, former Worldline organization. So maybe I would like to tell you some words about this integration because here it starts with uh, how we integrate people and uh, the diversity because it's uh, one of the topics of money in payments and we wanted with Eglantine to talk to you about uh, the pre-integration program that we have run uh, for the Ingenico integration. 
And uh, on this, we have worked together with Eglantin and many business leaders on what we have called the nomination process that has been really fair and balanced. And we measure the KPIs all along the process to ensure that we had a really high level of women, different nationalities, really well balanced between the former Ingenico and former Worldline. So uh, this is, uh, I would say, how it started with uh, Ingenico pre-integration. Because what may wow. be interesting to add on this is that uh, it was two, I mean, uh, similar companies in the number of people. Uh, so it's 10,000 in both sides. So a, a merger between people, uh, between companies that are uh, uh, in uh, the same size. And something that we probably discussed afterwards as well, it was during the, the, at the beginning of the COVID period. So it was integrating uh, two companies with, uh, I mean, the same level of people uh, with a target to really make sure that we have as in our DNA, diversity, inclusion, that we take very seriously the way to make sure that people are, are treated fairly in this integration, as well as keeping the right experts in our organization in a world where we were already in COVID uh, times, so working from home uh, and, and not being able to see each other. Such a huge challenge, and here you are a year into it. The good news is that we're slowly starting to emerge from this COVID crisis. And you are leaders at Worldline, which is, of course, now such a global organization, as you say, with 20,000 employees. Is there a new normal and perhaps something in particular that we should take into account regarding what we expect to see our new normal work to be in the future? And how might that apply not only to, to Worldline, but to the payments industry as a whole? So the new normal for us, you know, will be really in the balance between remote working and working in the facilities. So uh, maybe first you have to know that in Worldline, we have been engaged since 2010 in uh, working remotely. So we have been really a pioneer in uh, putting in place remote working in our organization worldwide. So uh, when COVID times happened, we were, I would say, lucky to be already uh, used to do a lot of remote working. Or what was really difficult was uh, the, we were not able to meet at any time, so it was uh, fully remote for as everyone, so it was really difficult. But now what we want for the future, the new normal will be really in the right balance, you know, being, uh, I would say, half time at home and half time in the office, ideally to really enjoy uh, human time as well in the office, you know, not only uh, being efficient behind the laptop and delivering. I think, the you know, working remotely has no impact on efficiency. We, we have demonstrated that during the COVID times, but it really touched, I would say, our uh, the best part of work, which is the human part, the moment of coffee with colleagues, uh, the smiles, the, la the laugh, you know. So this is what we would like to have again social times, human time at work in the facilities. Yeah, I agree. Humans are social beings. We need that social mm. interaction to build the relationships and to build the trust. And mm. yes, of mm. course, we can work on our laptops and get work done, mm. but it's, mm. it's not the whole picture. Eglantine, did you want to add something to that? 
Yeah, I think what is important to mention is that we are seeing now that our teams are willing to come back to the office, but in a balanced way. So uh, as uh, as Anne-Catherine was saying, we have uh, we are now implementing a 50-50 uh, uh, um, policy where people can stay at home 50% and work in the offices 50%. Of course, we are tailoring that country by country because depending on the, the, the situation vis-a-vis the COVID, but also the local, the local legislation, we adapt to that. But overall, we make sure that we have this balance between work life and and uh, sorry between work from home and work from the office but also between uh, um, work and other life uh, experiences and making sure that we have the right uh, balance between those two so the main messages from the organization in this new way of working as you were saying is definitely to have this uh, this balance it is a requirement or request from our teams that we see emerging more and more uh, so we are making sure that we take that into account we also uh, are very um, attentive to our experts and our uh, talents in the organization because we also see that in this new normal we have seen the last trends in the in the in the industry overall is that there is digital uh, war for talents uh, I mean, and obviously um, you have two phenomena. Uh, we have one, which is the high level of attrition post-COVID because people are starting to move entities. And we also see uh, the, the, uh, the, the high requirements from our teams uh, to get recognized and to have uh, to fuel their expertise. So there's are two things that we are also trying to take into account in this new normal. It's a brave new world. And... You know, we're all navigating it. It's new for everybody. That's the good news. And we won't all get it 100% right at, at the very beginning on day one. But uh, hopefully we're able to adjust as we go forward and we learn what the, you know, how people are productive and able to manage in this new world. Because I think not everybody loves working from home. There's lots of people who would rather be in the office at least part of the time. Uh, for, you know, because they've got distractions at home or they have a tiny place at home that doesn't accommodate an office. So uh, lots of reasons to want to get back into the office. So we've talked about how Worldline's navigating this. How do you see the future of work in the industry in the long term? How, how are you supporting the future of work longer term with the world liner is that even a fair question at this point <laughs> would you like to start Eglantine, or would you want me to start uh, so I can start. What we what we um, we saw with Anne Catherine is that there are, there are several different trends uh, or different answers to this question. The first one is is linked to the new leadership skills and the way people have to navigate this new world uh, because obviously uh, we have less face to face meetings, we have less travel, so we need to navigate and be able to work with new soft skills in adapting on how to uh, engage uh, uh, when we have not seen someone uh, when we need to work in groups. Uh, not to be other physically present. So these are all new new skills that internally we have uh, we have defined uh, some plans to uh, to train our teams to do that and to to facilitate that for for the teams. Uh, and at the same time, we also see the requirement, as I was saying, from our experts to 
to have more and more engagements with the rest of the expertise communities in our companies and outside our companies to really grow their knowledge and to make sure they're always up to date because, they're, again, the technology and the way of working is evolving. So I would say these are two trends that we definitely see in the market and that we try internally uh, to, uh, to make sure we have the right tools uh, to, uh, to accompany and support our teams. And also we take that into account in the recruitment uh, campaigns uh, to make the transition maybe with Ancaptain's uh, feedback as well. So we are uh, hiring uh, many, many people at the moment, thousands of people, in fact, uh, at the moment in Worldline. And of course, we would like to hire a talented woman. You know, woman is really important for us. We want to grow our women. We have really amb ambitious uh, plans for the woman. You know, we want for the our CSR uh, plan, which is called uh, Trust 2025, that 35% of the women uh, in man uh, uh, to have 35% of women in managerial positions. Voilà, so that's a huge ambition because at the moment we hire about 40% of women in the group and uh, we have really thousands of uh, offerings. And we think that really with the new world, the emotional intelligence and all the soft skills that might be uh, more important in a woman's life, can really be an asset for the woman to reach the, the top level positions. So don't hesitate if I can uh, give our website jobs.worldline.com to, to have a look or to reach Eglantine or myself and uh, we are more than happy to, to deep dive with you on uh, the open positions. Well, you know what you're saying, I've heard it from so many organizations that with this great resignation of 2021 and this there's a huge war for talent and it's global in nature it's not just in one country or continent it's all over the world and the explosion of fintech is causing a huge you know spike in demand and they're stealing from the incumbents and the incumbents are you know scrambling so it's it's a really tough labor market uh, globally especially in payments and technology and um, but I think you're absolutely right, and Katrin, women can add a whole lot of value with their EQ and their soft skills and their empathy, which are, I don't want to say skills that men don't have, but women tend to have them um, to a, a greater degree. So we like that, those skills in our leadership teams, absolutely. We're at the close of our discussion, and it's been an absolutely wonderful discussion, and I want to ask you both a question that I always ask our guests on pause for payments, and I'm sure you'll both have fantastic answers. And my question is, if you are giving career advice to one of the rising stars in our audience, what would that be? Would you like to start, Anne-Catherine? With pleasure. To accomplish your career goals through your personal wishes as well. You know that our personal wishes are embedded into our career accomplishment. So we are fully uh, in accomplishment, not only with our professional goals, but also on who we want to be, who we want to become, what kind of person we want to be, and what we want to achieve also at personal, personal level. And here, I think it's a real success story. I love that. So combining your career and personal goals to be life goals. That's 
Very, very smart. Not focus on one or the other. Do them both. Edlin. On my side, I would say um, do not be afraid and act according to uh, your values, but also uh, speak up. I think most of the time uh, what I hear from, from women I'm working with or that I'm, I'm, I'm coaching is I do not dare to do this or that or I'm not legitimate to do this or that. And I think that this is definitely something we need to work on. Uh, we are legitimate. We have good ideas. We have good reasoning. Uh, and we just need to dare to speak up, to be resilient in making sure we pursue our goals. Um, so this would be really an advice not to be afraid and, and really dare to speak i think i i love that and it's it's so true it rings very true with me that i see women myself included who have this imposter syndrome that you know i'm i'm not good enough or i'm i mm. my voice doesn't count it's not worth listening to so you're absolutely right we do need to speak up and not mm. be afraid to be counted and have our voices heard and we are worthy and we can be very resilient. I think women are very, very resilient. So we need to draw on that in our careers sometimes yeah. too. Yeah. And I would like to add something else. And sorry, you said only one thing, but I think it's also important uh, to get uh, to get mentors. And I think that give, asking for advice and uh, looking for advice internally or externally is really also what can make a big difference. Do not be afraid to ask for advice, uh, to have to make sure you get the right uh, mentor or uh, uh, someone that will be supporting you internally again or externally. It makes a huge difference. So this would be a second advice that I think is really important. Well, I love that. Thank you for that. And I'll do a little plug for Women in Payments. We do have a global mentorship program that we run twice a year. It's a year-long program and we match amazing women leaders from around the world of payments like you, Legantine, and like you and Catherine. And we invite mentees to sign up or to be sponsored by their organizations to participate. So that mentorship is really powerful and it empowers young women. And it, it's a great learning experience too for the the mentors, we get this exactly. reverse mentoring mm. effect where they can learn mm. from the younger generation. They can learn about their corporate culture, perhaps adjust the corporate culture to be more welcoming and supportive of the younger generation. So it's a win-win on all sides. Exactly. I fully agree. This has been a fabulous discussion. Thank you both for sharing. I love where you're going with the 50-50 uh, program, work from home and work from the office. I love the training. I, I need some of this training to reconfigure my work life with less travel and less face-to-face -face collaboration. But how do we be effective uh, in this 50-50 world, this hybrid world? Um, wanting to get more women into leadership roles at all of our organizations. So that's good news. The women, and we shouldn't be afraid to speak up and apply for those exciting mm. roles that we think we might, but maybe not be qualified for. If you don't, if you don't put your name in the hat, you'll never know. Exactly. So, thank you both for your fantastic expertise and wisdom, and sharing your strategies going forward. Thank you, Kirsty, for bringing thank us the much. opportunity. Yes. Thank you very much. Have a good day. It's been a lovely.
lovely discussion. Thank you, everybody. And thank you to our audience. I encourage you all to join our Pause for Payments events that we do every week with amazing women from around the world of payments like Eglantine and Anne-Catherine and uh, tune in and learn from inspirational leaders and women from around the world of payments. Pause for Payments is produced by Women in Payments, and you can learn more about us at womeninpayments.org. You can also sign up to be a member and gain access to our global membership portal, where you'll find the latest industry trends, exciting career opportunities, and so much more, all created by women for women. All of our episodes can be found on many good podcast streaming platforms. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please remember to rate and subscribe. It really helps us to get found by others. Thanks everyone for listening.